Hi, I'm Rebecca Pete, And I'm Rebecca Cochran. And, and welcome, welcome to Woven, where we strive to be Christians living in the world with intention. And our prayer is that, to paraphrase Mary Zimmer, the Christ who knew Mary and Martha would show us the way of balance. Thanks, Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome back. We are on episode 12. And if you tuned in for episode 10, that was our overview of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we took a brief hiatus yep. to do some um, unusual for us traveling and yep. things getting our kids settled in December. So we're back. We're Yay! ready. We're going in deep in our grace series. Um, so today, episode 12, we are going to be talking about the cycle of grace. So if you have lived in this world very long, you know, the opposite, the cycle of works, which we're going to get into. That's what it's called, right? Or, yes. mm-hmm. cycle of works. Yeah. Okay. or the, the anti-grace cycle or the however you want to talk cycle. about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the best thing about being a Christian, I think is grace. That's the only thing that really sets Christianity apart um, from other religions, in my opinion. So, well, maybe not in my opinion, maybe that's just true, right? Yeah, I would say that's probably true. Okay, yes. true. Most other um, world religions start from a place of works and you work yes. your way from there. So, and yeah. so my personal favorite part is the grace part because yes, Yeah, it's just good. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, And something we, you know, this is timely. Sometimes we record our episodes ahead of time, but today we're actually recording um, a couple days before this will come out on Tuesday. And this morning we woke up to the news of Anthony Bourdain earlier Mm -hmm. this week. We heard about Kate Spade and um, their deaths. And it's just been, you know, I think that's always kind of jarring when you hear something like that, especially two in one week. And it just seems really timely for us to be talking about this Mm -hmm. because while we don't know anyone's motivation or why anyone does what they do, we do know that burnout has consequences. Mm -hmm. Um, and that living, trying to achieve your way into acceptance, Mm -hmm. um, does have some, some big consequences. And so I think, you know, it seems, this is one of those topics I feel like that is deeply important for us to understand as people, as Christians. Um, so it's, I, to me, this isn't just like another episode that we're talking about something we're passionate about. This is like yeah. pretty integral yeah. and important to our entire lives. What yeah. we're talking about today. Um, it's very impactful and it's something that I personally need to be. Yeah. I mean, I think we all, no one's like perfectly like, Oh, I'm just accepted. And I start every day in a place of acceptance. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is, this is a really important one. I think. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, so how this has always hit home for me um, because I, my tendency is to live in a place of where I start from achievement um, and start with works. And that's, you know, we we talked about Enneagram and me being Enneagram three and just my type A personality and success oriented personality um, is that I, my natural bent is toward um, focusing on achievement and then hoping out of that achievement, I'll receive significance and receive acceptance. Um, and um, this is all coming from a book that was written by um, Trevor Hudson called The Cycle of Grace. And the subtitle actually is Living in Sacred Balance, which just really um, fits in, I think, to our heartbeat behind the podcast. And so I, I think it's foundational. I think that yeah. this idea... Um, is foundational. Um, Trevor Hudson, who wrote the book, um, along with um, Jerry Hawes, I think is how his last name is pronounced. They did it together because um, Trevor was coming out of um, being in ministry for a long time, full-time ministry for a long time. And then his ministry after that was to help pastors who were, um, and people in ministry who were kind of burnt out. They would come to him a sabbatical or in retreat um, to his ministry to like, just kind of um, help how to pull out of being burned out in ministry. 
And I don't think this is just related to ministry. I think this is just life in general, um, anything that we pursue. Um, And what he was starting to see was that that all of these people were kind of stuck in the same cycle, Mm -hmm. which is um, what you were saying, the cycle of works or the anti-cycle. And we'll post um, some, uh, there's lots of visuals out there. We'll post some of this on our social media account. So you can actually, it's hard to talk about a cycle if you can't actually see the cycle. So um, we'll post um, the actual picture of the, of this um, on our social media account. So you can see what we're talking about. Yes. So let's get into what, okay. So close your eyes. We're going to do a Zen uh, (laughs) imagery thing. Picture a counterclockwise circle. Yes. So top upper quadrant acceptance. Next one down sustenance six to 9 PM significance or AM. Right. (laughs) <laughs> six to nine on the on the clock yes <laughs> nine to twelve achievement yes so i guess we should start by talking about anti-grace which is what most of us do uh, okay so i think that i think that yeah the actual cycle of grace is anti um natural it's unnatural, unnatural. it is unnatural because you were talking yes. about seeing a three or whatever um but for me like I do. I mean, I think all humans do this. It's yes. just my achievement looks different. Or, or you start at significance. Yes. Yes. So, so right. you either start at achievement, you start at significance instead of starting at acceptance. So yes. that's the problem. So most of us are stuck um, until we we figure out how to actually receive grace. And I think for me, you know, I've been a Christian since I was eighteen, and I and I thought I had received grace. And I did. I mean, I received the grace to be able to accept um, Jesus's um, work on the cross for me and accept his forgiveness. And, and I, you know, became a Christian. So there is that acceptance of grace. But then I think um, I did so much like what Paul talks about in Galatians when he like is pretty much shaking all of them, telling them that they are going back to their old ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I, I knew in my head that grace meant that I was accepted. Um, but in all other parts of the way I was living, I was trying to achieve um, and find significance. And from that, I was hoping to receive acceptance from God and from other people. And um, so that, and if, if you live like that for too long, um, burnout is the ba- basic of what's going to happen. But there's so many, I mean, depression, anxiety, right, right. Um, and then unfortunately, a lot of circumstances, suicide um, brings, and people get to the brink of, they realize they've worked their whole life. And I'm not saying the people who have recently committed suicide is exactly what happened. But in a lot of cases, this is what we see is that, They've worked their whole life to achieve something and they do achieve it. They become the best designer in the world or the best chef in the world or the best, um, you know, violinist in the world or whatever it is. They run a Fortune 500 company and that's what they've been working their entire life to get to. They get there and they realize that's not the end all be all. Mm-hmm. Like they, they don't, they don't, they realize they're not accepted, accepted. They have never, um, they had ne- they have never really learned how to go deep. Like it's all shallow. So that, that plays into the sustenance and the significance part. And, and then they, they realize they're not, or they, at least they don't feel truly accepted. And, um, and that is obviously totally counter to the way Jesus lived his life. And that is kind of the basis of this book is, okay, so we know that starting from works or starting from achievement and going backwards to try to figure out acceptance isn't the way to live. Like that never works for anybody. Right. So, um, or, or it might work very briefly and very shallowly, which is yes. kind of why we keep doing it. Exactly. Like, if you've ever like, you know, had a day where you looked really good and noticed yeah. people treated you differently or like, I don't know if you've ever like accomplished something really great and felt that like puff up, 
sort of significance for one day and yeah. then it becomes addictive and you're like, well, I yeah. need more, I need more, I need more. Yeah. So, so I think that, I, I think that, you know, Hudson's whole, um, and what he, he's just taking this from scripture. He just put it into a nice little package for us because mm-hmm. we're such, we're visual beings. And so we need to see it and, and be able to process it. But he's pretty much, he looked at Jesus's life and he realized he, um, Jesus lived a life of balance and he lived a life where he was not burned out and why. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously as Christians, we're supposed to be little Christ and we're supposed to model our lives after his. So what, so he dug into the scriptures and he was like, where, how does this play out in Jesus's life? Mm-hmm. So it, the cycle of grace, which will be going the opposite direction. So if you start in the number one quadrant, with acceptance, um, Jesus knew from the beginning of his ministry that he was accepted. Yes. You know, at the time of his baptism. I mean, he hears the Father's voice from heaven saying, this is my son and who I'm ple- with whom I'm well pleased. Yeah. And so Jesus started his ministry um, from a place of acceptance. And he, and he took that. We all, I mean, when we become Christians, Scripture says we become children of God. Mm-hmm. That we're automatically accepted. Nothing we've done makes us accepted except for the fact that, you know, we believe in Jesus and yeah. then we're accepted because he loves us and he created us and, and because of Jesus's work um, on our behalf. And so, but we don't re- always receive that. At least I know yeah. in my own life, I, I knew it, but I didn't like what, it, I didn't really wrestle with that. And Jesus did. And he yeah. knew he worked from a place of that acceptance. Um, so that's, that's the, if we start there, all the other stuff that follows, um, will it'll just be a lot easier to live. Um, well, let me ask balance. you, um, since I'm, you know, I currently struggle with this. What, yeah. what did that look like for you to wrestle with it? Well, I mean, I feel like I had a lot of on and off periods of this, like, Um, so my first natural instinct when I became a Christian was because of my personality was how can I be the best Christian that I can be? Yeah. Yeah. So instead of taking the time to like really process, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. What does this mean that I'm a child of God? I hit the ground running and I was like, what, what are all the things that I could do to like prove that I'm now a Christian and then I'm like the best Mm -hmm. Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I, so I, that's where I went for a long time. Um, and there's a, what stems from that is a lot of burnout. What stems from that is a lot of um, legalism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I lived my life that way for a while. And I would say, I'm trying to think time period, cause I'm getting old. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say probably about, cause even when I went to seminary, I was still living like that. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and even though I was sitting in a place of, um, profound knowledge of God, um, being thrown at me all day long, I still was working to achieve. And I would say the enemy is real. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was, you know, I, I think there were some glimpses of it. Um, you know, about 10 years after I became a Christian, but I don't, I honestly don't really feel like I truly accepted this until about five or six years ago. And I think it's because I, this is just me personally, other people come to other places, but I came to the very end of myself Mm -hmm. and things didn't look the way I thought they were going to look. I didn't achieve the things that I thought I was going to achieve in um, ministry. I wasn't, I was, 
um, at home with a a toddler and a very sick infant. And I wasn't doing what I thought I was going to be doing in ministry. And I just like, I was at the very end of myself and the depression became real. And I think from that, I had a choice. I had a choice where I was going to continue to wallow in that, or I was going to continue to, or I was going to seek God and, and figure out why this was happening. And then just like, I just had to dig into that. Yeah. And I kind of, I feel like I'm in a similar, well, not, so I have everything I ever wanted, you yeah. know, like I, cause I'm not really like a career person, Yeah, but I've had a successful career, um, in the food world. I have a husband. I can't even begin to understand why I got such an incredible husband, but I did. Yeah. I have amazing children. I have a house. I love Yeah, a dog. I've got it. You know, yeah. I've got great friends and, yeah. and I still feel that pull. And it's funny because I went from achievement to, ach- and like, these aren't achievements. Getting married is not an achievement, but like in my head, it, you know, it was like, no, a, but it was, it was a fulfillment of a dream that you had. Yeah. yeah. And so now I'm in this place where I'm like, well, what am I doing? You know what I mean? It's just, yeah. you're kind of like, okay, I have all that stuff. And I still like, every time I got one notch, I would think like, well, now I'm going to feel that acceptance. Yeah. And I still struggle with this. So it's like, I kind of am in that place where I'm like, I've gone through all of the things and I should be in a place where I'm like, ah, but I'm not, Yeah. you know? So it's like, I didn't even realize I was still going on the opposite cycle. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's something too, that, you know, we're not, we're never going to be perfect at it. So we're going to get stuck going the wrong direction sometimes. But I feel like that once we truly experience going the right direction, then we can, we can reorient ourselves whenever we start going the the counterclockwise way. Um, So anyway, so, so there's acceptance. It's just, you know, a lot of digging into the scriptures, Um, you know, John 1 12, where, I mean, Jesus is just explicit about the fact that we're children of God. Um, I, I think that I just like just leaning in um, and spending time with God and experiencing his love that way. I mean, other than that, I don't, I don't know how else um, there is a, um, there is a book, a uh, book study out there that I did. And I'm just going blank because I wasn't prepared to talk about it about, um, about understanding um, our adoption. Mm. Um, so when I, when I Google it and remember the name or I find it on my bookshelf, I'll um, link to it. But I do going through that and just reading all the scriptures about who we are in Christ um, aside from everything else. Yeah. Um, and, and just like having to remind myself of that over and yeah. over and over and over again. And, you know, honestly, getting myself into a community, um, you know, um, changing churches and getting myself in a community that I feel like they're trying to live into it too. And they can yeah. speak that into my life. Oh my God, the people you're around is so. Yeah. So if they're speaking, if you're, you're if you're living within a Christian or, uh, you know, in a work situation, that's not, but people aren't speaking into you that you're loved and accepted for who you are versus what you do, then it's going to be very difficult to break out of that cycle. But if you find a community, whether it's church or work or whatever, where you're being accepted for who you are and being shown that God loves you, um, and it's not this um, legalistic, you have to do things this mm-hmm. way type of environment. Um, it's a lot um, easier to get yourself in this cycle, I think. It is. But let me just say, it's actually kind of hard sometimes because it's so unusual. Yeah. Right? Like, yes. um, I've experienced that a lot. Just if you're like, well, it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, it, it totally is uncomfortable. Yes. Because when you're, when you spent your whole life trying, trying to get people to like you or accept yes. you and then people just do. 
I mean, for a long time yeah. in my marriage, I would pick fights with Chris. Oh, or, yeah. I mean, you know, just like, yeah. and with good friendships I have, like, I would just like do little things yeah. to like, be like, are, do you really like me? What about when I'm like this? Yeah. And so I'm just, you know, don't, don't be surprised if you try, or if you're even in a place and you're like, yeah, these people love me exactly as I am. Why am I so uncomfortable? Well, you're yeah. uncomfortable because your entire life, probably in the world we live in, you've been trying to earn something, you know, someone's just giving it to you and you're like, yeah. but what do I do? Like, this is weird. Yes. And it's hard not to like, I have to continue. I, it, it is a continual like work for me. Yeah. And I, yeah. some people, I think it's easier than others um, based mm-hmm. on your personality and your circumstances and all of that. But for me, like it's almost a daily thing yeah, for me to tell myself that it's not about what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, that that's just a fruit of it. And we can move back, uh, move on in, into the cycle because the next thing is sustenance. So it goes from acceptance to sustenance. And how we see that in um, Jesus' life is um, that's pretty much going to God for him to give us what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see that a lot in Jesus' life, even though he's in intense ministry for three years. Um, he makes sure that he takes time away um, to be by himself and to pray. Um, and so I fit the spiritual disciplines into sustenance. And and next week or the next episode that we do um, is going to be about um, about what, what does self-care look like? What does soul care look like? Spiritual disciplines and that kind of stuff so that we can, because that's kind of where we truly move from, okay, God loves me for who I am, not what I do. How do I, and you were asking the question, how do we, how do we receive that? And that's, mm-hmm. that you could, that's kind of moving into this step. Like what, do we, what do we do in our lives? Where we can on a daily basis, receive that grace from God so that we can give grace to ourselves and we can give grace to others. And like, that's, that's the next step. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like a daily thing. It's not a once, okay, I've accepted that he loves me, but yeah. this is like a daily, how do we, how do we sit with that? Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk, talk more in the next episode um, because I think that's like a bit, like we can't just talk about it right now because <laughs> that would take yeah, up the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. So any thoughts about that? No. Um, yeah. We'll talk about it on the next one. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, when I think of sustenance, I just think of, of food, water, shelter, um, in like human, the human perspective, uh-huh. what do we need? Well, spiritually, there are things that we need. Yeah, and, and, and that we've made optional in our culture. Yeah, right yeah, yeah, that aren't optional if we want to live um, grace-filled lives yeah. um, and balanced lives. And then we move. For, so if we've been, if we've realized we're, we've been accepted by God and that He loves us no matter what, um, and that the people that that are around us that really love us they accept us no matter what. And from there we move to being like continually fed that idea um, mm-hmm. with spiritual disciplines um, and sustenance. Then we move to that to significance. And then, like, we really live into the fact that we are children of God, that we are loved for how he created us to be um, with all our quirks and differences and personalities and all of those things that, like, we have a purpose. Yeah. Like, I mean, Jesus obviously had a purpose. He knew from the very beginning of his life, even when he was a little boy in the temple teaching the scriptures, he knew from the very beginning that he had a purpose and that and we need to know that we have a purpose, too, mm-hmm. whatever it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, we are significant. And he wants to use us and we need to like lean into that. Yes. So, and then out of that comes achievement. And we were talking before we started recording that um, our pastor, when he preached on this, he mentioned that nobody really likes that. That's not a very Christian word, the word achievement or success. Like nobody really likes that word. But what that just means is like the fruit of all of this. Mm-hmm. Like this is how that we've been filled with 
this grace. We've received it. We've given it to ourselves. And then out of that, how does that how does that flow out of us? And you can't see me, but I'm talking with my hands. How does, that, how does that flow out of us? Like what is the fruit of all of, all of that stuff that's been poured into yes. us? And that's achievement, that's success. And, 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 you know, in, in the Roman culture, nobody probably really looked at Jesus or in the Jewish culture of the day and thought he was successful uh-huh. um, in quotation marks. Like he, he, um, you know, he was, he was poor. He didn't have like high positions. He wasn't the high priest. He wasn't a governor. He wasn't, you know, a lead centurion. He wasn't a Roman official, like, but he changed the world. Yeah. And so, and that was because he leaned into who he was and he allowed God to use him. And then there was fruit from that. And that's the same thing for us. And so it's not saying that achievement is wrong and success is wrong. And, and that that's the only reason why, um, we see giants fall, um, whether it's, you know, um, moral issues or suicide or whatever. It's not because of the success. It's because the, it, it's because the heart behind the success. Well, I was going to say, I mean, if you, if you go through the cycle and the way God has designed it, your success will not matter as much to you. Yes. Right. Like it's not going to be like, yes. And if you fail, you're, it's going to be like, Oh, okay, well, let me move on. It's not going to be this like thing that just tears you down in your psyche. It's going to be a blip. Yeah. Well, and it's not, it's not your reason for living. Right. It's a product of, of your life with God. Mm -hmm. Then there's the fruit, but so it's not, but it's not, it's not your, um, it keeps it in the place it should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It makes, and it was interesting. Um, I just saw on this, um, article that I found actually about the cycle of grace. It's different than the book. Um, CS, that's CS Lewis quote. And it says, you can, you can't get second things by putting them first. Mm-hmm. You can get second things only by putting first things first. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and that's the thing is starting at this place of acceptance and, and leaning into our life with God and sustenance and then finding significance through that. Then we get, then we get the things that flow out of that, but they're not our biggest priority. Yeah, totally. So, and I, I honestly think that's, that's how, um, you know, when we don't do that, that's when we start to, to experience burnout. When we start to not give ourselves grace, we make mistakes and we just like murder ourselves because of it, because we can't handle the mistakes. We can't handle people not accepting us. We can't, handle failures we can't handle those things when people disappoint us because they will all those things that we place importance in that we shouldn't um we can't give ourselves grace and others grace because we haven't really received grace correctly from god yeah and i mean just looking at the cycle something you said about sustenance struck me because sustenance is accepting what we need from god but if you're not in the place of knowing how god feels about you truly yeah then you're not going to trust him to give you your sustenance or whatever it is that you need. And then, so it's like any step on the cycle you're on, if you're a little off, it's the whole thing's going to go wacky. Right. Yeah. So you can, I mean, I feel like we need to talk a lot about acceptance because that's sort of like, yeah, it all is going to flow from that. It does all flow from that. Yeah. I mean, and just, you know, I think I beat this like cultural drum a lot, but everything around us is wired for us to not feel accepted so that we will buy something or tune into something to make us feel like Mm -hmm. if you have this one thing or if you look this way, or if you have this talent or whatever, then you'll be accepted. And it's, it's just, yeah, it's just not true, but my God, like we really fall for it. Don't we? Like definitely. Well, I mean, I think, I mean, and then this isn't just 
this doesn't happen just from culture in the world. Right. It happens, um, you know, you know, from well-meaning people in church and from Christian teachings and activities and, and the things we just pour ourselves into um, in that way as well, volunteer activities and everything, it, it starts to skew towards our good works or, um, um, behavior management. We've talked about that mm-hmm. before. Um, sin management, like our good, uh, we're really good at like looking all clean on the outside mm-hmm. and we've done all the right things and all of that. And so that's what makes us accepted instead. And, and then it, and if we are going to fail, we can't perfectly manage our sins. We can't perfectly follow everything and do everything, um, as a good Christian girl should, we're Mm -hmm. going to fail at that. And if we don't have an accepted God's love, then we're going to assume he's disappointed in us. And then, um, and, and then that's where, um, you know, we come to the end of the rope as if we think God's disappointed in us. And then we started, we started to seek acceptance elsewhere. Um, at least for me, like if I think God's disappointed in me, then I'm going to start looking for it in other places. So if God's not disappointed in us when we sin, what would you, he has a reaction to our sin. What would you say? I think, I think he's, I think it grieves him uh-huh. um, because we're his children. It's just like our children. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when, when my child does something, it's not because uh, I, um, I, my sadness and my grief over their sin doesn't make them unacceptable anymore in my eyes. It just makes me sad because they could be living in a way that could be so much more fruitful and so much more life giving. Mm -hmm. And I think he's just grieved by it because we're not living fully into who we're supposed to be, but he doesn't look at us and say, you're fired. (laughs) You know, I think of the Donald Trump saying you're, you fire, you're fired. Like he doesn't look that, but sometimes I think we think that we do. Um, We think we, we see that and we think he's like this big boss in the sky. who's like, okay, you're done. Here's your pink slip. Yeah. And he's not. Um, he loves us and he wants, you know, he wants to pick us back up and mm-hmm. mo- move us back in the right direction again. He doesn't want to like um, scold us and tell us we're horrible human beings and we can't ever do anything right. Even, but I think sometimes we hear the, that voice. Yeah, I think I always have this image of, I mean, it's my food thing, but like <laughs> I have this image of I'm making this like incredible Thanksgiving dinner and every single step I have like really put thought into and tried really hard. Yeah. And then someone shows up and they're like, Hey, I stopped at Taco Bell on the way. And I'm just like, Oh my God, really? Like, I mean, I did all this for you and you just filled up on this and that, and like you're full. Has that like actually that. happened? No. Okay. But <laughs> it's like, it's like, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's horrible. I know. But I, I imagine that's how God must yeah. feel. Like I had yeah. this thing for you and it was so good and it was perfect and it was awesome. And then yeah. you just went and did that to yeah. fill a, a hunger. Yeah. Cause that's what sin, I think, you know, yes, we have all these different hungers, different yes. ways. And so I don't know, that's like a little image. If this doesn't make sense to you, that's something I go back yeah, to a lot. That totally makes sense. Um, but yeah, so that's acceptance. We really have to start there and we yeah. have to, and I mean, this is a lifelong thing. I yes. don't think I'm going to be 70 years old and just be like, I'm perfect. I, like, I think this is something we work at. Yeah. I, like, I, yeah, it is. And, and I, I like to go back to like, we, we like to bash um, orcs and I, I don't, I don't think Jesus is saying that we shouldn't have good works. I mean, you know, in James, um, you know, the brother of Jesus, he tells us that, you know, faith is expressed in our works, but there has to be like, there has to be a sustainability in it. Like, yeah. like it, we can't just be working and doing the good works for the sake of the good works. Um, I mean, Jesus did good works. He yeah. healed people. 
He saved people. He protected people. He, you know, he did all of the, he died on the cross for our sins. Like he's the epitome of good works, but they were sustainable good works. But that flows out of knowing who we are in Christ, allowing the spirit to teach us that like in our sustenance and in significance. And then from that, our hearts will be changed so that God can use us in a way that we were created to be used. And I think that's a lot of it too. Like I see a lot of people who are trying to do things that they weren't created to do. They, yes, because yes. it's what, Talk so, about that a little. so, you know, like you, God created all of us um, with certain gifts and certain talents. And um, sometimes we look at those gifts and talents and say, I want what the, their gifts and talents instead. Mm-hmm. And I want, I want to be that instead. So we work towards that and um, move towards that. And we get super burnt out. Like, because we, that's not, we were trying to do something we weren't created to do. And, and I see it sometimes, you know, my husband's in the business world and we talk about this sometimes that people are, are doing really good in the job because they're exactly in like the sweet spot of their gifts and talents. Well, because of that, they get, gain the attention of the bosses and they get moved up to a job mm-hmm. that they are no longer suited for anymore. And then they just get super frustrated and burnt out and they quit. Yeah. And, and, and I think that we just have to be real conscious of, but I think that if we're in this place where we're feel accepted, we're being sustained. Um, we are, we know our significance. We know who we create us to be. Then out of that, the, the fruit is going to be something that's wonderful. Even if it's not in your head, what always looks like the world's view of success. You know, yeah. I mean, it kind of reminds me of our podcast. Like yeah. Rebecca and I are very different people. Yeah, we have very different giftings. And if either of us tried to do this on our own, I mean, that was For kind real. of the whole heartbeat of our podcast. Like one of them was us saying, like, we want to represent that, like, the body of Christ works together. Yeah, and that you know, everyone's not good at everything. And I mean, yeah. we've talked about this on previous episodes, but now to be like quote unquote in ministry, it's like you have to be able to do everything. Yeah, have, like a podcast and a book and like be good at social media and like just all this stuff and yeah. how really like none of us are good at all those things because they require different temperaments and talents yeah, exactly but like it just makes me think of you like your talents are things that I could work really hard for a million years and just never have I mean I could probably learn them yes but it would never be a natural fit yeah and vice versa but like yeah. when we work together it's like well look at that yeah exactly exactly it works it's a great um and then you know from that you know Hopefully, good work and good fruit are coming out of it. I think so. so. I think so too. Um, but yeah, there's something else I was going to say, and it flew away. I'll, I'll think about it. So the thing flew back in my head. I was going to say that um, for me, a litmus test of whether or not I'm living in the acceptance of God is is pride cropping up in my life. Mm. Because pretty much, if you break pride down, what is it? it it's trying to to be. What would you say? It's like trying to be accepted based on other things mm, yeah because if I have pride in myself um like say in my parenting yeah then I know oh I'm trying to be accepted based on my parenting mm-hmm. or anything else you know and there's so many things we have pride about so for me it's become sort of a, a spiritual discipline to say oh there's pride there I must not be living out of God's acceptance yeah and to pray about that yeah so and I think that's probably true for all people uh, yeah no, I think that's, I think it's very true. Um, I mean, you know, the, the ultimate um, fall of pride was, you know, 
when Satan, you know, who is a fallen angel, I mean, his pride is what caused him right. to fall. And, and I, I, I'm making a assumption here. This is not scriptural, um, but I'm making the assumption that that pride, um, he didn't accept, he was trying to be God mm-hmm. instead of accepting who God created him to be. And um, out of that, he, since he didn't live accepted, his pride led him to a place that we all know is not good. <laughs> so I think that's a, a good picture of that. So, well, I think this has been really good. Um, I, I think that we, um, I, w- the whole grace series was a, the first part we wanted to really just focus on. I mean, I think the whole cycle is good and we're going to talk about sustenance and we're going to talk about how we live out of that and give grace to others. But I think the crux of it is the acceptance yeah. and accepting God's grace and not just the grace of becoming a Christian and our sins being forgiven, the mercy that, and grace that we receive from that. Like, how do we live this daily? Like, yes, how do we live yes. out of this daily? And so I was just going to, um, before we wrap up, I was just going to um, leave us with a scripture. Um, it's Ephesians 1, 4 through 6. And I'll, we'll also link to this in the notes. But even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has blessed us in the beloved. And what I just take from that is that before we were even born, before we even did any good works, before we did anything, any achievements, he chose us to be adopted and to be called holy and blameless. Like we are holy and blameless before we do anything. Um, We are adopted children of God before we do anything. Um, And we just need to live in that, that, that he's blessed us um, and that with his grace um, and then live out of that instead of trying to strive. Yeah. To work for it. Absolutely. Any other thoughts? I think we're good. No, but I hope we've, um, I hope we've shed some light on this. I think it's really important. And I think, um, we need to, I I don't know. I mean, I think out of everything I do as a Christian, this is, I would say the most important thing Mm -hmm. is remembering daily that I'm accepted by God Mm -hmm. because everything else really does flow out of that. Yep. For sure. Agreed. You're accepted. You're loved. Yep, definitely. And um, I think that's it. So um, we hope you guys have a good rest of your week. And we'll see you um, next time so we can dig in a little bit more about sustenance. All right. Take care. Bye.